to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Steve, your host. I'm a licensed professional counselor here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This podcast is about how to be a better you. Sometimes we interview a variety of people to help you to look at things from a different perspective. Welcome back to the show. Last week, we talked about identity, and it's important to understand our identity. As we grow and mature, our identity is formulated by our our parents, extended family, education system, a belief in God or not. This is what I call belief systems that create this identity that we either accept, reject, or just don't know. When you think about from birth to about three or four, we create attachments to our parents. And when that's disrupted, it creates an attachment issue. And attachment issues tend to create no boundaries. What I mean by that is, let's say you have a parent that left at a young age. And you have a parent that has been in and out, not consistent, does not help formulate a good identity. And as a child, you want to do more for your parent. You want to feel loved. You want to feel attached. And it becomes an issue when it's not reciprocated. So now we get into boundary crossing, such as people-pleasing. If there is some trauma, sometimes in the background, it also creates that people-pleasing. People-pleasing would be like, I'm willing to do anything and everything for this person because I love them, even though they're hurting me. That's what we kind of call codependent behavior. One thing I presented to my audience was a question about, about boundaries. And I have one response said, dude, that is a tough question. Depends on the situation. Took me a long time to get to set boundaries with certain people. And I started with small things like, please don't tell me or demand I do something, ask or just talk to me. You don't think that as growing up, children sometimes say what they want their parents to hear. And how often does that follow us into our relationships as we get older? We tell people what we want to hear because we don't want rejection or shutdown, abandonment. These are the pains or what I call hidden landmines if this is not dealt with at a younger age. So we have to consider setting healthy boundaries for ourselves and understanding where our identity comes from. You know, as we get older, we should be able to manage our thoughts, our behaviors, and those things to be able to manage our environment around us. But when you've been hurt, the people-pleaser kicks in and you cross boundaries or those who have been hurt that are narcissistic can cross boundaries 
and have no empathy for the other person. Another comment was, heck yeah, boundaries are difficult, especially when one has been a people pleaser all their life. You know, that's interesting that we don't sit and process or we think that therapy is taboo, that we don't try to work on things. And so we have to begin to protect our identity. First of all, we're allowing other people to assign our value of who we are. And if we don't have the proper healthy boundaries into place, then we get stagnant in who we are. And we begin to look outside of ourselves to find happiness. Well, I want somebody to make me happy. Well, I understand this person wants to be able to laugh and have fun and not be so serious. But to state that I want someone to make me happy is crossing a boundary. And finally, one of the other comments, uh, most difficult to have boundaries in work and home but I'm getting better because it's what we need for healthy relationships. And this person's correct. In order to have a healthy relationship, we have to know who we are. And by that, we use healthy boundaries to understand who we are so that we can protect who we are. One of the things that I want you to think about what happens when we do have some trauma in our background? What if you have some abuse, attachment, disappointment, trauma? A lot of these cause us to question, am I worthy? Who assigns this value to you, whether you're worthy or not? You are worthy. But yet we let everybody else define who we are. Think about that for a moment. I, I want you to begin to look at into your own life and look at how can you set boundaries for yourself. Because you can't force the relationship and expect the other person to change because that boundary is there. They have to be willing to change. And the person that's wanting to change becomes so exasperated, exhausted, and they don't know what to do. And they pour themselves into this relationship expecting things to change. And here we go again. A loss of identity. So we have to understand what our identity is. Who are we? Then protect it by putting boundaries into place. Okay, so how do we put boundaries into place? It's understanding who owns the emotion. You can do the best that you can and somebody be disappointed because it's not enough for them. Who is at fault? Is it you? Is it them? What is it that drives that internal question? Who's at fault? See, my belief is there are two main 
emotions. That's the root of the identity of a person. That's love and fear. Love produces happiness. Love produces joy. Love produces a servant's heart that is sacrificial as long as it is not detrimental to either person. The other one is fear. Think about how fear is induced into our life. I remember one time sitting at a gas station with my parents and my father thought it was kind of funny that my sister goes into the bathroom and so he moved the car. And she became frightened when she came out. That invokes fear, abandonment, attachment. So we have to think about how things mold and shape us. And we have to think about ways that we can start processing. What do I mean by processing, Steve? Processing means that we take time to have reflection. Now, I want to caution you on something here. Sometimes I think we too, sometimes I think we can get too introspective and we get harder on ourselves. Know what your potential is. That's where the identity comes from. Know what you're capable of doing. Know the boundaries that's yours by owning your emotion. And then you have a narcissist that comes across and blames you for your faults. It's learning how to protect your identity by having healthy boundaries. And sometimes I hear in therapy with my couples or individual therapy, well, that's mean. That's rude. Why should I do this? It's not mean, it's not rude. It's setting an emotional boundary for yourself to let the other person know that you're not gonna tolerate this behavior anymore. Self-worth is an arrow that pierces the heart and makes you bleed. And you question, who are you? Look, we, we've all have been hurts. We, we all have had hurts. We've had trauma in our past. Yes, we've had little trauma, big trauma. Little trauma could be parents fighting in front of their child because the child feels like they're put in the middle when the parents are fighting. Little trauma is a parent yelling at a child. Abusive trauma happens when the parent starts belittling the child. Why can't you be like your brother or sister? Start comparing. And so we get used to what I call conditioning. Now, remember what conditioning is if you went into school and remember biology. There was a Dr. Pavlov and his dog. He noticed that every time he fed his dog food, 
the dog to salivate. Then he wondered, what would happen if I would induce a bell at the same time I give the dog food? So he did it. Then one day, he thought, would the dog salivate if I take the bowl away? And he did. He rang the bell and the dog salivated even though there was no food. If dogs are conditioned, human beings are no different. And no, I'm not calling you a dog or human beings dogs, okay? It, it's understanding that we are conditioned by our environment. How easy is it for you to walk out of the house and wondered if you locked the door. Shut the garage door. Do you remember where you put your phone last? You know, some of these things are conditioned behavior because we get onto autopilot and we really don't stop and think and process because we're always acting and doing. Having a healthy boundary is also realizing that I have to take time out for myself to recharge. That's not being selfish. Well, if I don't, nothing is going to get done. Well, you're doing it, so that person knows you're going to do it, so why should I? So you have the flip side of the coin. Own your emotion. Let the other person own their emotion. Setting boundaries is difficult because when you think about psychology and the dynamics of the brain here, we're complex. Boundaries are like fences. They're movable. Not everything can be cookie cutter. A therapist should be curtailing the therapy treatment according to you not someone else so that they can dig into the deep parts of what's hurting you. The only way that we can become better in creating our identity is producing and protecting ourselves by the use of boundaries. Take time out for yourself. Now, I'm not saying go on a vacation for 15 days and you forget about your family. There is some obligation. Can you sit in a quiet room for at least 15 minutes? Breathe in for three seconds and slowly exhale for six seconds. And you focus on that breathing for about 15 minutes. Research has shown it helps reset the brain. Think about it. I mean, it's taking your car into an oil change and you're giving a car new fresh oil and it rests while it gets the oil change. We're no different. But we have become so busy in society that we forget how to create boundaries for ourselves. Yeah, I understand that sometimes in a workplace that boundaries are crossed. You have to know what your limitations are and set those expectations. In a marriage, you know, I try to 
talk to couples about a woman needs something to do for herself without the man being there and vice versa. A man needs to be able to do something for himself. But at the same time, both are finding time for each other. And what is this time for each other? It's respecting those boundaries that we put into place. But it's a mutual agreement that we can work towards these boundaries that we have into place. Boundaries are important because it protects our identity. A lot of times I hear uh, from a woman, well, I've lost my identity in my marriage. I never used to be this way. I used to be strong and independent, and I just don't understand how he wore me down, and I feel so weak as a woman. Men need time, too, to process. But the word of caution is we never neglect the other person. That's the reason why we have boundaries in a relationship. We take the time out to be able to work through what we're doing together. Kids are the same way. Well, the kid says, you know, they keep pushing and I don't like uh, obstinate defiant disorder. Because a lot of times the kid's behavior is indicative of the parent's example or what they're doing or not doing within the family. Got a child that's running amok and the parents are trying to figure out, well, let's pop some medication for it. It doesn't work that way. Think about what fear does that lowers the boundaries of protecting our identity. We are afraid to communicate because of the reaction. And when a parent overreacts, it stimulates that fear in a child that they don't want to come clean. Ask a kid why they did this. I guarantee you're going to get, I don't know, a lie, blame, or excuse. Because we've been have conditioned in such a behavior that a child learns from its environment. They know what's going on. They just don't have the experience to express their words about how they're feeling or thinking. So they do it through their behaviors. Boundary setting helps protect the foundation of the core person. When we address our fears, it helps us to create the identity that we need to live a true, authentic self so that we can be in an effective person, standing our ground, not in a posture of defense or anger, but a healthy posture that lets other people know that I cannot be taken advantage But then I hear, but my heart bleeds out for them. But what choices is this other person making that's causing you to feel the way you do? Is that your emotion? Is it their emotion? We live in a fast-paced society 
that we do split second decisions and choices that sometimes come around and bite us in the butt. So begin to understand who you are is I want you to take time to be reflective and think about who you are really. Do you find yourself giving in because you're a people pleaser? Do you find yourself wanting someone else in your life because you don't like being alone? Sometimes we have to face these fears. And when we face these fears, it's creating healthy boundaries. Well, I feel guilty. So write out and process what are these feelings that you're having that making you feel guilty? Is that your emotion or is it their emotion? I'm not trying to paint a perfect picture here. All I'm trying to get my listeners to do is be able to process, slow down this thinking, and ask yourself, who are you, without allowing society to assign a value to you? Because you're more than just a worker. You're more than just a spouse. You're more than just a parent. You are you. What hidden messages is attacking your identity? These are the questions that you have to sit and ask yourself. Because sometimes it's so easy when you have personality disorders to convince you otherwise. And it is a scary moment when they try to convince you that you're the one to blame. So to know yourself is to really know what your identity is. But then protect yourself with the boundaries into place that I am enough. I am worthy. When someone gets defensive in an argument that tells me there's some hurt that's not been resolved yet. And you have to dig deep to figure out where this landmine is so that we're not blowing up at the other person. Doing couples therapy, I talk about how sometimes if our hurts are not resolved when we get into a relationship, Sometimes our significant other steps on a landmine and we don't know why we're so defensive. What makes us upset? When we start creating healthy boundaries and we do the right thing, then we're able to sleep better at night. We're able to have a peace of mind knowing that I don't have to people please. What I mean by people, please. I worked at an inpatient hospital for quite a while, of almost five years. And I was a director of this inpatient hospital. The hospital was closing down, and one of the things they were trying to do is, Steve, we know you have cancer. 
But to add insult to injury, we're going to put you in a PRN status. Okay. So I went PRN. I kept working 40 hours a week because that's what they had. Then somebody come up to me and said, Steve, we need you to work with this adult on this unit because another person dropped the ball. And we know you don't drop the ball and you're very thorough in what you're doing. There was some manipulation in that conversation and I said no. Because a lot of that's encroaching on my time that I'm not going to get paid for. Sometimes setting healthy boundaries helps you. Yes, they're going to hurt the other person because they were expecting. Think about that for a moment. Expectations is what hurts the situation. So until our next podcast, I want you to think about, do I really have boundaries in my life or do I continue to people please? If I go out and have emotional eating, spending, hoarding, then I'm not dealing with my true emotions. I don't have boundaries. Write out your thought processes. Practice the 15 minutes of self-reflection of breathing in and breathing out. Until next time. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind.